From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. Ah, that's not true. (laughs) Hi, everyone. It is, of course, me. I am your host, Max. This is the Intellectual Kitchen. Uh, I just felt like messing around with you. If you got the reference, uh, good for you. If you didn't, um, you can look it up. It's a, a news podcast by the New York Times. Has a has a nice intro. Thought I would just joke around. Anyway, how are you? I am great. So this is episode sixteen, which is funny because sixteen is uh, I don't know an interesting number. I. I don't know why that came into my mind. Uh, 16 is 2 to the 4th power. 16 is the age in most states at which you can begin to learn to drive. 16 is a common uh, width of film stock used for educational purposes more often then not 16 is a nice number 16 is four squared 16 is the episode number of the show you're listening to right now so let's get started i did not know what i was going to talk about today as is so often the case with this show which you know and love uh you know theoretically anyway i didn't know what i was going to talk i didn't well Wow. Okay. Hi. I didn't know what I was going to talk about uh, until rather recently. I was talking with a friend and he suggested, why not talk about ethics? Food ethics, as it were. Ethics of what we eat, how it's made, what has been done to it to get it from where it started to our plate, to our mouth. That is a that is opening up a vast world of possibility of discussion certainly of controversy as is the case with so many ethics topics today and yesterday and tomorrow because ethics topics ethics topics uh, ethics topics are controversial that's that's the nature of it um and the, the, the way we get the answers to the questions, to the ethical questions we have today, uh, is, or is through argument um, and academic discussion. You know, good, solid, uh, sophisticated conversation, um, argument, argument in the very, in the very uh, academic sense, argument in the the Greek sense of, of discussing a point side by side and taking views on an issue argument. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Argument. So (laughs) with that spicy intro, I hope you're doing it well, doing it well, having a good day, having a good week, having a good week. I mean, your week just started. I'm kind of tired. So this is why I sound a little off key. I don't know if that's the right word, but by the time you hear this, I hope you're not tired because sometimes being tired is tough and sometimes you just want to go sleep, which is probably what I'm going to do after recording this and launching yesterday's episode. If you're listening on our daily thing, we're doing the daily thing and it's the daily. Just kidding. No, it's not. That's probably copyrighted. 
we're not doing the daily. We're doing the intellectual kitchen and I hope you like it. And something funny that I can probably say that will surprise you is that we are four minutes in right now. I might've said that a little early, but I was looking at the time code as it spun by. And so it might be fun to think about how I knew that while I was recording, if it's already recorded when you're listening to it and all that meta, meta, meta stuff. Anyway, hi. Um, we're going to talk about ethics. I almost forgot for a second, but I promise I won't fall asleep on you because I'm sitting in front of this microphone and having a grand old time. Ooh, what if I tried recording it while standing? You know what? I think I'm going to try that. I could probably be more passionate about it that way. I'm just raising the microphone up and now I'm standing. Wow. This is wild. I've never done this before. I guess this is what like singers do all the time, but I'm not a singer. The microphone's a little too, too tall for me. Uh, there we go. And now I'm standing. So you, so you know I'm not going to fall asleep because I'm not a cow. I'm not a horse. I'm not the kind of uh, person. I, I, I look like I'm like recording an album now, which I am in a sense. It's a spoken word album. It's called The Intellectual Kitchen. You can find it on iTunes and various other places. Hi. Wow. Focus. Focus. I'm standing up. You're listening to me. Hi. This is me and I'm talking to you. Ethics. Food ethics is is a a fantastic topic to cover today because um, I have been, ethics has been on my mind recently because I was writing about ethics recently and talking about ethics recently for uh, a, a thing as, as one does. Um, so ethics has been on my mind and um, now we're going to take all that ethics and apply it to food and you're going to Listen to me as I do it, unless you don't want to. Like, keep in mind, you are free to pause this at any time. Wow, standing up is giving this a lot more character. I'm a real fan. You are welcome to pause or stop this at any time. Did you know if you're in iTunes, you can press command, period, to stop? Because pausing isn't the same as stopping. Pausing will, like, keep your place in the track. Theoretically, in a podcast, it will keep your place in the track anyway if iTunes is smart, which iTunes typically is. Apple is a smart company. I mean, there are other companies who are smart, too, and... You know, theoretically, Knife Top Labs is one of them. All right. And now for the seventh time, I try to present today's topic, ethics. So food ethics. When you, when you receive food, whether it be at a restaurant or in your home or on the go, any, any way that you receive food, when you receive food, it came from somewhere. Um... And, and it could be as simple as you are a farmer and you live on a farm and you, you got that food right away. You got the egg directly from the chicken and you cooked it and you're eating it now. And that's a pretty simple chain of events to get your food. It could be a lot more complex. It could be that someone got the egg from the chicken far off and away and you don't actually know where that is and then the egg was sent over somewhere and then sent over to another place and finally became cooked and then was stored somewhere so so ethics naturally when we're talking about food ethics kind of derives from this concept of like where did things come from and what has been done to these things and was it ethically raised if it's livestock was it ethically treated if it's livestock was it ethically uh i don't know ethically prepared um and and the sort of the canonical definition of ethical and moral actions would lead you to think that maybe food ethics only applies to uh to living things to livestock to meat to 
to carnivore, to the food of the carnivores. It's a new book coming out. No, it's not. Um, you, you would think naturally, because we, we, all, we so often do we think of ethics as this very, very important thing for living, moral thinking humans and animals, living things. I mean, ethics is, ethics is huge, but we see ethics a lot of the time only in the living sphere. But food is made from all sorts of different things. Not all of them are living. I began to doubt myself as I said that, but food is made from, from plenty of things that are not living, like salt. Um, right, anyway. So ethics applies to all of this because, oh, we should do a live show sometime. Well, I don't know about that. It would be interesting. I just thought how funny it would be if you saw all the motions I'm making as I'm standing in front of this microphone right now. Sorry to get off track. Ethics is this is this huge thing. And and when you know, ethics ethics in food especially is considered only by what see what feels like a very small percentage of the food eating population. Now most people I know are a part of the food eating population. Actually, everyone I know is a part of the food eating population. You're probably eating food. If you're not, well, maybe you can try it sometime. It's pretty good. Um, ethics, ethics is sort of considered in these weird, not weird, but in these uncommon spheres of, of our like food eating lives. So one place that I see food ethics appear a lot. The discussion of food ethics come up a lot is at restaurants because because you know there's there's oftentimes a statement on food ethics on where certain foods came from on you know we only uh, we only buy grass fed beef here um, and that statement usually appears on the menu. So sometimes there's the introduction of the ethics conversation on a restaurant menu. Um, the other times it's in stores. So. Uh, Whole Foods, for example, kind of prides themselves on these uh, higher, higher quality, more uh, foods with more integrity and more care put into them, um, natural and organic things. It's what I mean. It's what Whole Foods is, and so at places like Whole Foods or or um, stores that stock these sort of um, higher care products, I'm just going to say, they have often statements on, and they make this very clear, um, where food came from and what's been done to it. And, you know, there are scales for all these things. There's, um, uh, there's that, that one very famous, uh, thing for fish. And this isn't, this is, of course, is not just whole foods, but this, I believe it's the Monterey Bay Aquarium, uh, like Guide to Eating Fish or something like that. I'm not sure about the title, but I do believe it's published by the Monterey Bay Aquarium. And it's this wonderfully comprehensive guide to what fish are, I believe it's like, not not necessarily just like endangered or in season, but because of the conditions of the practice of fishing and the waters and what fish are eating and what's in, you know, what chemicals are in the sea right now kind of puts on a scale on this big scale what fish are best to eat right now what fish are just okay and what fish you should avoid right now now some people don't like fish and that's okay um 
because if you don't like fish, then you don't have to worry about that, which is cool, right? And you might think, well, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. I don't need to worry about food ethics because everything I have is not, not, you know, nothing that I have is a living animal. I don't need to worry about what's been done to it. But I'm telling you, the food ethics conversation is much more than just, um, than just what has been done to living things and how living things have have been treated. I mean, first of all, if you're a vegetarian, great, good for you. But the the plants and things that you're eating, the vegetables, are still growing living things. And we might not think of ethics with regards to those those foods in the same way as we do um, when we think about, for example, treating livestock. But ethics still applies, and here's why: it's because whenever you have food on your plate or food in your mouth or I don't know, anywhere in between, whenever you have food that you're eating or are about to eat, it you have it because some work has been done to get it. Food does not magically appear on your plate. And if you think it does, you are wrong because it got there somehow. Something was done to it. This is kind of like we're entering into sort of this like mellow, relaxed tone now. Something has been done to it. And and by that, I mean there, there was some work, some physical energy, some action, some sequence of steps. Maybe the sequence had one step. Maybe it had 497 steps. Something, someone worked. Someone did something. There was effort put in to getting this food on your plate. And whenever there is effort put in or there is action taken, any of any of you know, either of those things. It's, it's really the same principle. Whenever something like that happens, where where the idea is something has been done or something is happening or someone is doing some kind of action, whenever there is a case of that in any situation, it doesn't matter what it is, ethics is involved. Because anytime you choose to do something, you can choose to do it, I don't know, an infinite amount of ways. It doesn't matter what it is. And I know I'm being really general, but this is a general idea. Ethics ethics surrounds most of what we do because ethics is involved with all kinds of work. Ethics, ethics is a part of taking action. Ethics is a part of doing work, of putting an effort, of, 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 you know, of being alive. And don't take that to mean that food food ethics doesn't apply to things that aren't alive. It does. I mean that as someone who is alive and is listening to this, ethics is in your life every single day. So food ethics, what is it like? What are we looking at here? Well, so so as I said, food ethics almost always or, or most of the time comes up with meat. So uh, going back to the example of the restaurant menu, you see it'll sometimes say, um, we only buy this certain kind of meat or our meat is sourced from here or like right now sorry we're sorry to let you know that right now um, the meat we're getting is not from our preferred sources or you know things like that and and, and restaurants want to make you aware of this because well because they they pride themselves on this sort of quality and on, on their ethical commitment and so it's this is sort of the same principle when i say ethical commitment it's sort of the same principle as when you're buying from any company you are supporting that company's way of business. Um, and 
And like, like that's literally what's happening. When you spend money, when you give money to a company, whether you're buying a product, whether you're donating to them, it does not matter what it is. When you're giving money to a company, you are literally supporting that company's way of doing business. And so when I say this, this idea of, of ethical, oh, what was it? I was talking about uh, ethical support. I don't know. I, I had some phrase for it. When, when, you, when you consider this idea of, of ethically like committing or supporting a, a, a restaurant's practices or, or, okay, so this was more in terms of restaurants directly. So when you consider how restaurants are going about their own ethics issues and how restaurants are, um, are committing themselves to ethical issues and taking certain stances. It's the same idea as the, um, as, as with companies, as when you, when you pay a company, you support their way of doing business. So when restaurants choose to only, for example, purchase certain kinds of meats, it's, they are supporting that ethical, um, that ethical methodology and that ethical, uh, way of thinking. And so, this is this is critical because well I, I I do have to get to the second example sorry so that's the first example is restaurant menus and then when you see something um, in Whole Foods for example they often have or they almost always or always I don't know I've I've whatever and when you go to 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 Whole Foods um, when you go to the meats section they have this whole scale there and I think it's from it's from one to five and it includes um, five plus so the, so they have this scale for meat quality and how meat has been raised and um sort of the the ethics of of meat and so i know i know we're using all these meat examples i'll get to the rest of it i promise it's not just about meat if you're a vegetarian you might be bored and i'm sorry but just hang with me or you can skip ahead maybe five minutes i don't know how long this is going to take no guarantees i whatever we we don't really like we don't typically edit for content so what we're just okay if you're okay with it, please bear with me, and I promise we'll get to 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 vegetables and other non-living foods. So, vegetables are living. Okay, uh, you know what I meant. We'll get to vegetables and 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 non-living foods. Okay. When you go to Whole Foods, they have this scale for the meats, and and it's from one to five, including five plus. So, all of the meats that they have there can be ranked on this scale. So they're either assigned a one, a two, a three, a four, a five, or a five plus. And the number as you increase uh, in value increases um, the the ethical, uh, sort of the, the, the conditions under which that animal was raised and treated. So if you have something like one, the animal might have been stuck in a cage its entire life crunched up scrunched up next to all the other animals and 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 um and it wasn't very happy or and then when you get to something like five it might have been like on a farm its entire life and um and like only fed the proper things for it and it wasn't given like chemically enhanced foods ever and it had a very nice lifestyle and um and now you're happy because it you get to eat some of it and be happy yourself and so and so you're happy and the chicken was happy and the chicken still is happy because it had a happy lifestyle and and everyone's happy and it's, and it's you know the, the food the food ethics thing is about it, it is about being happy because it's about being happy with where your food came from it's about the food if it was alive being happy before it was 
it was prepared this way or right up until and including when it was prepared this way. And it's about it's about everyone who's a part of this process being happy with the way things went. I mean, if you saw every step that the food that's on your plate or in your mouth or wherever in between went through to get from its raw, original, most prime, primal, primary, prime, whatever, primate, something, prime, whatever, prime point to the, the stage that it's in on your plate or in your mouth or anywhere in between. Now, if you saw every step that happened between those two points and you were honestly happy with all of those steps, happy with what you saw, you would consider that food to be ethically made. And that's kind of the definition I naturally derived here. And I, you know, I think that makes sense because typically when when you talk about ethics it's that you want to feel i mean in a very in in a subjective sense it's that you want to feel good about all aspects of the process that it feels morally right and usually things that feel morally right are happy and especially like like with something seemingly as simple as preparing the food i think it's an okay metric to use to say like well are you happy with what's being done here and and if you are then you probably consider the food ethical and maybe i don't consider that stage to be happy but maybe someone else does or or maybe it's you know it's the opposite way around and so that's how i'm deriving this definition of 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 do you feel comfortable with the way this food was made and and was it ethical and 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 all this stuff okay so now for the whole idea about things that aren't living so we eat foods that aren't living all the time so there's like salt pepper um other i mean bread no yeast is living okay that i i there, there are foods, I promise, I promise. There are foods that we eat that aren't living, I think. I mean, maybe not. Maybe everything was living at some point. Is that true? How else would, I don't know, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to follow up on this. The, the point is, people, people traditionally think of the, the, of the canonically living foods as meats. And if you're not eating meat, then it, like, it wasn't, you know, it's not, it's not treated with the same, uh, with the same, ethical views as meat which is like very much obviously clearly living at some point but ethics still applies because ethics isn't just about how an animal was treated ethics is about as i said are you happy with what was done ethics is about is about was were all the actions that were taken to prepare this food like good-hearted well-intentioned happy you know, morally correct actions and, and, and did all this happen with, with like, with good nature and benevolence and, and all these things. And, and ethics is in that sense is very simple because you know, when, when you talk about food ethics, all, all it really is, is like, are you, do you, do you feel that what was done to this food to get it onto your plate was, was, was like a, a, an, an okay way of doing it, an appropriate way of doing that. Like, are you okay with that process? And people will disagree. That is how we get to definitions. That is how we get to laws. That is how we take this huge, vast valley, mountain, whatever that is ethics and distill it 
into things like laws and guidelines and the Monterey Bay fish chart, which it's, it's like, I mean, I think that's, that involves ethics. I'm not sure. It might just be like if there are chemicals in the ocean or whatever. But regardless, the point stands that this is how we organize things. We take all these discussions about ethics, come up with some definitions that, that people are happy with, argue about it, academically argue about it to get where we want to be. And, and when we do that, we, we sort of derive these tools that we can use to, in a sense, measure how ethical things are. Now, it's all not all about the numbers, but it's about being comfortable enough with the ethical principles that you've derived and distilled and all that. It's about being comfortable enough with those that you can apply that to what is in front of you, namely the awesome food you're about to eat. And if you can take all of that stuff that the world has argued about and derived and distilled and apply it, then then ethics is happening. And it's a process. It's like a multi-step process that's happening. And 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 you know, this is the intellectual kitchen. What do we do? We do design of food. We talk about design of food and good food in particular, because we love good food. And of course, ethics has to do with the design of food. Of course, ethics has to do with the design of good food. Because I wouldn't be happy with my food if I weren't happy with the way it was made. I want to know about all the steps. I don't necessarily have to see what happened to it, but it would be really interesting. And I would like to know and I would like to be at peace with that. I would like to be happy about where what I'm eating came from. And I would like to feel that it's ethical because it's part of the design. It's part of what we do. And it's part, it's honestly, it's honestly part of what makes food good. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been our 16th episode, and it's been kind of a wild ride. Uh, I, I really hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed opening up this ethics conversation, defining some terms, deriving some terms, distilling, whatever. It's, it's all in flux. It's all in conversation. It's how we figure these things out. I'm really glad we got to talk about this. I'm sure we'll dive into it more. I love this stuff. I really do. Thank you for joining me into the world of design of good food. Have a nice day. Enjoy yourself.